0: I got a special guest somebody who uh has been super busy so I'm super happy that she finally came on <laughs> had enough time to come on the show today because I was like if we would have kept rescheduling the real football basketball season would have started she'd have been way too busy to come on the show so I'm just glad that she had the opportunity to come on today um uh, somebody I recently met but uh is a really really nice person real cool person and her journey is something that I wanted the world to hear about because she's uh, been an athlete and been super successful as that and now she's super successful in her other field. So definitely want to make sure people hear this story because it needs to be told for future future generations to come. Please introduce yourself to the people.
1: Well, thank you, Travis, for helping me, having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm a sports supporter. I work with ESPN, MSG Networks, uh, covering the NWSL, college sports. I have some new, um, as the falls kicking off, some new opportunities actually that are getting started that I'm looking forward to. And I'm a former soccer player. I'm a college Hall of Famer, former three-time All-American out of LaSalle, D1 University in Philly, and played some professionally as well. And so just excited to be on here and be able to tell a little bit about my experiences. I don't think there's enough time in the day to fully get into all the details, but I'm excited to give you guys like the Spark Notes quick overview just to give you a little glimpse. So happy to get into it.
0: <laughs> as you get- see like I said she's big time you know what I'm saying I don't know if I had that many college hall of famers on the show I might have had a couple but yeah she's big time folks I told you so we're gonna get right into it Renee uh how did your journey start in sports
1: I come from a sports family so my parents played sports aunts uncles played sports uh, my dad played professional basketball overseas my mom played some basketball in college as well and they allowed for all the my siblings and I also play sports and we played every single sport. We tried it all as a kid. I remember trying softball, swimming, tennis, um, you know, and and just soccer, basketball, and track were the main three that I stuck with. Though Those are the ones I was best at. And that, um, you know, coming from a basketball family, they never forced us to just play basketball. And that fortunately for me worked out because soccer was my best sport. It was the one that I was able to go the furthest in and had the most success in. And so sports have been a big part of, every aspect of my life. It's not just, it's funny, people now are like, oh, you're a reporter. I'm like, no, I've been in sports from birth and it's been the biggest part of what my upbringing, my family, my experiences and memories are around, whether it was going to games, playing in games, rushing from tournament to tournament, AAU to soccer to attract a me, whatever it was. So I am, I'm fully a sports junkie. <laughs> well,
0: as you can hear it, <laughs> I can hear it. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you played all these sports, um, I guess that was you you just answered the question I was going to be leading on next. Were you interested in other sports? But obviously you were playing basketball as well. Were you any good in basketball?
1: I was. I was very good at basketball. I actually had some offers to play D1 Hoops, but soccer was just my better sport. Um, You know, at the time I was playing on the regional team. So the team, the best of region one, I was trying out for the national team, never got the opportunity to play with the national team, came close. But it just, I'm glad that I made the decision. I I was considering um, playing basketball and soccer in college. And actually, I ran track and played soccer in college, which a lot of people don't know that I was a two-sport athlete um, and ran track as well. So I still was able to continue competing. um, And I played basketball all the way through senior high school.
0: Which is crazy. Like I said, (laughs) I think that, like, um, you played, you know, you lettered in three sports. That means you had absolutely no time. (laughs) (laughs) um for anybody or I still don't have time yeah yeah (laughs) that's what I'm saying so that's why you're so used to not having time you know it just kind of you know kept going yeah I get that I get that yep okay so obviously you're you're great in soccer you're great in basketball now were you going to high school um because I guess for me growing up we played AAU and so like that kind of determined like maybe what high school I was going to go to. Uh, I could maybe possibly play with my friends. But in my situation, I was from the city. My friends are from the, you know, like burbs, if you want to say. So they went to like prep schools and I went to, you know, city schools. So for you, um, you chose your school for soccer. Did you choose your school because you played basketball? Why did you choose your high school?
1: Yeah. So um, for me, I it was, it was a school that had the best athletics and academics. So I did go to a private school, actually, I didn't go to my public school. And um, my parents had made the decision for all none of my siblings, we all went to private school, there's four of us, and all of us went to private school for high school. And it was just because my public school was not good. Um, Not even just in athletics, but just in general was not a a great environment. I I grew up in in Ewing, New Jersey, I have have no problem sharing my uproots. But they just felt like the best opportunity for us academically, as well as soccer wise, was through the private school route. So for me, the high school that I went to was perfect. We were the number one high school in the country. We went undefeated. We won a bunch of titles. uh, Basketball wise, we were very good. Also, Um, we were if not always winning our like area titles and, and state titles. We were at least competing in it. And so, for a prep school that was a small school, Pennington Prep um, at a Central Jersey, it was it was a be- the best blend of everything. It gave me kind of like an intro to college, just with how the school dy- dynamic was, and just gave me that balance to truly be a student athlete, mm-hmm. and also to start competing against some of the best in the in the country. You know, like club soccer and AAU basketball was giving me that opportunity, but playing at a high level in high school. So my high school games were very competitive. You know, there were a lot of sco- a lot of my friends and teammates that went to high schools where high school soccer, for example, was a joke. But for us, it was like playing college soccer. I have teammates that went on that actually that still play professionally um, out of my high school, but went on to play at UNC and Duke and, you know, University of Miami and Rutgers and these big name schools. And then I was able to do the same thing. So it was a lot of factors, but it was definitely to be a top student athlete out of high school.
0: Wow. Like I said, that's amazing. Now, you have all these memories, all these championships on basketball, track, and soccer. Uh, what was your most memorable moment in high school?
1: Um, I don't have just one. One memory that, that I definitely just enjoyed was the fact that my freshman year, I was able to play with my, my twin sisters. They were seniors. And so being able to get introduced into a whole new world with my big sisters there was definitely not only a memory in itself of them like driving me to school and they were the captains of the team and I was just a little freshman coming along, but also just to kind of give me the confidence as I was taking that next step to have them there with me. So I, I would say that as my answer because it was probably one of the most important first steps that led to many other memories that after they left and passed the torch off to me in high school, I can now continue with you know, the same accolades that they had as being, you know, all state, all prep, all, you know, player of the year, different things like that. So, that's probably one of my earliest memories when we were on the soccer field together since soccer and Jersey come before basketball. And uh, people were like, wait, there's three of them. <laughs> and we look like triplets. We all look we all still look alike. Um, and people around my parents were like, wait, which one is that? And <laughs> are they twins? <laughs> Who's the twins? Who's the triplets? So that was such a cool experience, especially as black girls in soccer and a prep school that was a top school in the country to be on the field together
0: that's y'all were like the balls like you know bingo
1: bingo (laughs) (laughs) that's for family for sure where everybody's out playing oh yeah oh yeah okay
0: so (laughs) you're obviously one of the top soccer players in the country also you know like you said you had a lot of offers in basketball as well what made you pick the school the college uh that you went to and what was your what do you remember about your first year uh in college you know compared to high school
1: Right. So LaSalle University, much like my high school, had a great blend. It was about an hour from my house in Jersey. It was a a school that I thought as an Atlantic 10 conference school that I could go into and just compete. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of offers at Big East and ACC schools and a variety of just different conferences. And for me, I knew I wanted to go somewhere first and foremost financially was obviously, it was for me an important factor too. You know, we all went, we went to college, we went to private school, private school, as I mentioned. So My parents, I don't I didn't come from a family where they could just write a check. So I did need to go somewhere that I could actually afford to go get a degree for free, um, and get paid for, get a nice full ride. And so LaSalle covered that. But they also covered a lot of the and checked a lot of boxes that I could go there. I just wanted to compete. I was looking to go to a school where I could be in the mix for playing time and starting and You know, I didn't want to go somewhere where I would sit the bench for four years or didn't know, you know, what the dynamic was in terms of the culture, the coaching, things like that. So I felt like LaSalle had the best mix for me to really take that next step. And then my freshman year, I was all A-10. I was one of the leading scorers in the conference. I broke all these records. I mean, within the first couple of games, I had already shattered records at LaSalle, um, winning MVP for the various preseason tournaments that we had and, helping us get the furthest we'd ever gotten in program history with going to the A-10, uh, I guess it would have been the semi-quarterfinals that we got to. So I, I immediately came in and, to my surprise even, um, was able to just break open some some records and make some history and, and really make a name for myself from my freshman year.
0: Okay. Well, since you <laughs> broke records, like, you know, I was going – I would, the next question would be like, what's, what was the hardest thing – <laughs> in college from your first from high school, but since you kind of killed and you just kept it going uh it wasn't that hard of a transition for you, was it?
1: It was very hard no no, no, don't get me wrong, it wasn't easy breaking records and being successful and honestly the one of the toughest parts was I was even surprising myself like every year as I accomplished new things, I didn't really even know that I could do that, so you know I didn't go into college wanting to be a three time all American or wanting to make records or wanting to, you know, lead us to our first ever conference championships or NCAA tournament appearances. I just wanted to play soccer. I was just going there for the love of the game. I was like four more years to play the sport that I love. That's all I was focused on. But the hardest part was then as you have the expectations that you have change mm-hmm. and then the, what's expected of you from others is starting to change. So I went from being this little skinny freshman that was in, ho- in the hospital preseason day one, which is a true story, um, into being a top player in the conference that is now the, the player that's getting. And I had my entire life, I was usually one of the best players on my team. But this wasn't something I expected at the collegiate level, you know, especially as a freshman. I expected to come in, take my lumps, so and maybe by junior, senior year, be a top player. But I came right in and was an impact player. And so with all these hurdles physically, mentally, emotionally, it was definitely it was definitely very hard very
0: mm. very challenging okay and plus obviously you had school freedom
1: right i should know, have
0: yep Always, <laughs> what you know whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. like i remember at ucla it was the first time i had freedom from my parents especially my dad because he was like drill sergeant and so like i messed up my you know summer school you know i passed my classes but i might have got a c minus or something it's so, like i just See, had I was,
1: like, I was always a great student
0: Oh, so yeah. that part,
1: I, yeah, like that was I, tough on to me. this day, I'm like, I was, I was a nerd. I loved learning. I loved schools. I have no problem admitting that. Like I was in, in high school, I was in like four AP classes. And then I was, um, I graduated top of my class and I actually graduated college early. Like I was, Oh yeah. I was, I was, that's
0: crazy. I was a, <laughs> no, no, so no.
1: a justice student athlete. I, yeah, I like loved school. <laughs>
0: Well, I liked school and didn't love it, but you know, I knew <laughs> it was a means to win in. <laughs> right.
1: Absolutely. You know I
0: mean? So, okay. So obviously you, you know, you came in right away. You had great impact. You played a year, three years, you know, in college, what would you say your greatest triumph was in college? And what would you say your greatest failure was?
1: Well, looking back on all that I was juggling, I think that's the part that people don't realize. Um, you know, I've alluded to a little bit, but I haven't fully shared it. But, you know, people just look at, oh, wow, you were successful. And I'm like, not only was I successful, but I I had a major in public relations, a double minor in Spanish and psychology, I graduated in three and a half years, I was a two sport athlete, I graduated magna cum laude, and I was someone that had like eight internships. So I'm like, I don't even know how I did all that stuff. And I'm not saying it to toot my own horn, but at the time I was just like, I'm just doing it. And now looking back, when I tell people, I'm like, I'm so much more than just a three-time All-American. I did all that in the midst of so many other things that I was working on that I was never 100% just a soccer player. I fully took advantage of every opportunity that LaSalle offered me in the classroom, outside the classroom, on the soccer field, on the track, whatever it was to walk out of there in a really good place as I went on to pursue my master's and coaching and then reporting to set me up for who I am today. So I think one of my big, biggest triumphs is not settling and going into college and maximizing. And I'm like, there are things that maybe if I had done less internships, for example, my soccer career might've been different, who knows? But I think that for where I'm at now, I appreciate the fact that I was able to have success, love what I was doing, playing, but also set myself up. To prepare for what was next in the next chapter, in a way that, you know, not a lot of student athletes, even to this day, really focus on. And I did it, and was able to balance it all. So I would say that was one of my biggest triumphs: is the fact that I was successful in the midst of all the juggling that I was doing that helped me still be able to juggle today, um, but enjoy what I'm doing today.
0: Well, no, no, I think. Um... Yeah, like the fact I I now folks, I didn't know all this. I didn't know she had it's eight, not out
1: there. It's not yeah, public knowledge. Yeah, I didn't
0: know she had eight internships while doing all this stuff. Um, that's amazing. Um like that is a triumph in the fact of that. But what would you say a greatest failure was in college? Probably the same
1: answer. No, I mean, <laughs> um I don't know. I think that one of the things that I, I try to always tell people is just to be open to possibilities. And unfortunately it was when doors closed that I've really had some regrets about like soccer, for example. Um, you know, I think my where I I know where I was coming out of college, soccer for most women's sports still aren't great. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But at that point in twenty fourteen, the NWSL was just in their second season that they were going into. And so there wasn't as much opportunity for me. And had I maybe done something differently i don't know maybe my soccer career continues a little bit longer um maybe i play overseas i'm not sure but i think that i was just so focused on um so many things that i maybe even missed some opportunities but overall for where i'm at now i don't have any regrets i mean Mm -hmm. at some point i had to give up playing and do i still watch the world cup and the games that i do and wish i could still be out there absolutely but we all do And so I'm happy that I was able to leave in a positive way and step away and and make a nice transition into my career. So I don't know that I have any true challenges because I felt like the biggest challenges physically, mentally, emotionally helped me be prepared for the real world, to be honest. Like soccer in general prepared me for the real world because it was a very, very similar component of as a black girl in a white sport, a lot of different headaches that I had to deal with and challenges that are exactly what I still deal with today in this world. So I don't even know an answer to your question, but I'd say just challenges of being successful um were definitely ones that I faced.
0: That makes sense. And
1: ambitious. Successful and ambitious, <laughs> I think that's the other thing. I wasn't just successful. I always wanted more, which not everybody can handle, unfortunately.
0: That, that's <laughs> I agree with you. Like the hardest thing about success is wanting more um I remember there was this fighter, uh, Marvin Hagler. He was the middleweight champion. He said, it's hard to get up and do road work, like running, uh, when you're sleeping in silk sheets. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things I always remember in my head. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Of like, once you get comfortable this this, then we'll see how hard the work is, you know? So um, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, what would be the biggest lesson that you learned in college or learned from college?
1: Similar to what I just shared is um, to just you define your own success and you define like how far you want to go and so many times we're told in this world what we can and can't do we're put into a box and honestly those four years really helped me prepare to understand that there are no limits you know like I said I came into LaSalle just trying to play soccer for four years I wasn't going there to be do any of the things that I did I didn't even know what I wanted to study um I even when I graduated changed what I and what I studied is not what I'm actually working in Mm -hmm. so just being open to whatever you are passionate about your purpose whatever drives you whatever motivates you um because we're so limited in this we're so I'm sorry we're so surrounded in this world of people trying to limit us and trying to whether it's through social media or through just expectations of society tell us what we should be doing with our lives okay at this age you should be doing this or at this height or at this speed or whatever this is what you should be doing and you can literally do whatever you set your mind to and do it unapologetically to the best of your ability failure success whatever that may look like but at least knowing that you tried so those four years taught me to try and to to really make sure I'm never letting anyone else or myself limit what I can do.
0: Actually makes a lot of sense, you know. Limitless things for limitless people. You know what I'm Absolutely. Yeah. Now you're obviously, you know, you're the shit. You know, just let's <laughs> just, just put it out there. You're the shit in college. Okay. Thank you. This is an adult show, people. So um you're the shit. So you do all these things, right? You're super successful you've done all these internships and you know, you want to continue your soccer career. So what happens uh, after you graduate from college? What what happens next for you?
1: So I had an opportunity to play professionally in the NWSL, get into preseason, And it was in that moment that I realized, this is it, I'm, I'm done. I had already been offered an opportunity to coach college soccer at a Lehigh University and get my master's. So I already knew I had that on the table that regardless, I was going to be able to continue my education, get another degree paid for, um, and then also be able to coach and and just, you know, take the next steps post-college. And um, honestly, after I hung up my cleats and stopped playing, it's when I really was able to dial into who I am as a person. It was hard. You know, it definitely was challenging. I think what helped me was as a, as a GA, I actually was still in a lot of the practices. In fact, they would use me to help you know be in fitness or jump into scrimmages or whatever so I was still playing but just not playing obviously in games or not playing at a high level so it gave me kind of like a slow transition where I was able to for two years still be involved in college soccer just in a different way Mm -hmm. and then also start shifting my focus towards what I wanted to do next so you know at that point I had I was done. That was it. No more soccer for me, no more playing sports for me. Okay, now what? Who am I as a person? What do I enjoy doing? You know, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? So it gave me a chance to now be a student and not be a student-athlete, which for the first time in my life was a first, honestly, um, and something I was not used to at all. My whole life was around playing sports. mm -hmm. My whole identity was around, I was Renee Washington, the soccer player, number three, Mm -hmm. and now I was not that anymore. So I had to find my identity after sports, but I was fortunate that through my internships, I already had an idea of what I wanted to do. My challenge was actually making the leap to do it. So I knew I didn't want to be a public relations practitioner or work in any sort of marketing or anything like that, but I didn't know if I was able to become a sports reporter because I didn't have any experience in that. I didn't study that. I didn't have the same opportunities that my classmates had, but those two years gave me the time to transition in every aspect. Close the door on soccer, and then start moving into uh, actively pursuing being a sports supporter.
0: (laughs) No, no. It's just because, like, so many people need to hear that, right? What you just said, that whole segment. Like, oh, it just, you know, for me, it means a lot because it took me years to figure out who I was after I retired from playing basketball overseas. Like, it was a struggle. That's hard, hard. And my family hated me. I hated my family. I hated everything, you know? And so it took a long time, you know? So like, I'm just so happy to hear your story about that, you know, cause like what you just said, like you were Renee Washington, the soccer player, Mm -hmm. and now you have to start figuring Ray Rene Washington, the person, you know, not the athlete.
1: Yep. And, so and now it's flipped. Yeah. And now it's flipped. I'm like, people are like, oh, Renee Washington, the report. I'm like, whoa, I was, I was, I was <laughs> that's actually not even who I am. The first 20 plus years of my life was Renee Washington, the soccer player. But I think what helped me out. And, um, you know, what's useful is I didn't have a sudden overnight change. You know, it wasn't a situation where I one day was just done. Yeah. i I came to terms with it. I had closure. I remember being in preseason, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue to sacrifice my time, my body, my mental health mm-hmm. to play this sport. Mm-hmm. not getting i mean women's soccer now the that pays't great back then it was really bad, so you're doing it for 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 what? just for the love of the game. So I had closure with walking away, but I also like I said, was able to transition. So I coached, even after I was done college coaching, I coached youth soccer for like a decade. And I, through that, was able to also stay connected to the game and feel like I had a new purpose of using my experiences and now help coach so that girls and boys could have a great opportunity, a great experience and be trained properly and coach properly and have a coach that actually was looking out for them. So it's it's also about finding what can help you in that season. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a sudden thing. I'm done coaching now. I don't coach anymore. The next kids that I coach, God willing, will be my future children. Um, and I always say that coaching did help me completely move away from from the sport. So it's about finding in that season what can help you. And for me, it was coaching that I could still put on some spikes. Maybe I, my career became, instead of me playing games and scoring game-winning goals, and I'm now, the highlight of my career was demonstrating a drill but it still gave me something to look forward to that I'm trying to help these kids win games and get better and get to college or high school whatever level they are so it's all about finding something because when you have the rug ripped out from under you and you don't know what to do and you're just confused it's overwhelming it's a lot so now I at least had the financial backing that I was making money I was able to now start transitioning into reporting also I had a plan I had a vision and I had time And we need that as humans, because we're so routine, you need that Mm -hmm. as humans to have something to almost not distract you, but give you something else to look forward to while you're figuring out the next step.
0: Agreed. 100% agree. Based on your experience, what would be the best advice you can give the next generation? Like, you know, say your daughter's Mm -hmm. in the same situation that you were in. What could you be? What would be your advice to her?
1: Well, my thing that I tell any parent um, and that I always say is important for kids is to also have hobbies outside of your sport. It's important Mm. to still have an identity as a kid outside of just whatever your main sport is. So like I said, I was I was fortunate growing up. My, My parents have always been very hands on. My family's very close. So we did everything from game nights and movie nights to going to watch games like I still had balance. But unfortunately, there are a lot of kids who are, you're so focused on being a professional athlete, you don't have that balance. And so the way that I was a nerd and loved school was also part of my balance that, okay, from eight to four, I enjoyed being in the classroom and I was the kid that was, Leading the group projects and <laughs> raising my hand for every answer. And I was the one messing up the curve, getting the good But uh, <laughs> I,
0: <laughs>
1: I had that balance that I was somebody still outside of my sport. So I always say, yes, you pour into as much as you can and, and you train. Like I, I played soccer all the time. I played basketball all the time. I was the kid walking around with the ball, playing in the living room, in the backyard. Anywhere I could play, I would play. But I still also made time to be a kid and enjoy other things, and that way, when I did start coming into my own as an adult, and I knew, okay, I like to write. That's actually what got me into report of uh, communication. I should say, I like to write, but I knew that because I had already tapped into that as a kid. That I was right. I. Enjoyed writing stories and essays and whatever papers because I just liked to story. I like being a storyteller. No, you get
0: it. You were a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But through
1: that, I was learning about who I am as a person. So that's what was so valuable. When I look back, the very things I do now, the very things that make up who I I am now, it did start as a kid and it just looked different. But I had the opportunity to, to try things and do different things and explore who I was. So Mm -hmm. it's hobbies, it's balance, it's being a kid, honestly. And knowing that at some point, no matter how far you go in your career, it's going to end and you need to have a plan for life after. So this is your investment into, into you, that when you do stop playing, you still have much more that you can do and tap into.
0: That actually makes sense. I think, um, You have to have, like, a backup, like you said. uh, But a lot of, like, especially, you know, for males. um, Oh, yeah. We we think we're immortal when it comes to hooping. I thought I was going to play till I was, like, 40-something. I thought I'd still be playing overseas. Which is still
1: so young when you think about it. No, no, seriously. (laughs)
0: Like I said, I thought I was going to play, like, 20 some years, maybe retire in a country, you know? But, like I said, after the 10 years, things just start getting harder and harder. I had a son in the States at the time, you know? So it was just it was hard to leave him. And it just, like I said, like when you, when you abruptly retire, which I did, it's like a a tough transition. But like I said, your situation was obviously you knew at a, even at a young age that, okay, I want to do this, but I, I'm already ready to move on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Which is big. Now I want to say, Oh my God, like, you know, thank you so much for coming. Now, my last, I have two more questions. And then, you know, we're going to, you know, close it out. Now, my first question is this. Now, obviously you you wanted to become a reporter because you knew how to write. And obviously you you don't seem like a shy person. You seem like you're pretty easy going in front of the camera and you have a nice smile.
1: I wasn't always like that. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, now my question for you is that obviously you're going full throttle and doing your, your um, reporting thing. Now, is it, do you want to be a, a writer or an editor or do you want to be in front of the camera at all times
1: oh in front of the camera at all times writing was just actually what helped introduce me to it Mm -hmm. um and I still write I still dabble in it I don't do any I don't really do anything behind the scenes anymore it's all on air but for me um the irony is I was not always like this I definitely was very shy which people didn't expect because I was on the soccer field, a a big personality, but I was actually a very shy, insecure person. And it took me a really long time to get everything from my nice smile you just mentioned to um, confidence and even to just feel comfortable being on camera and comfortable being speaking in front of people. Like I do a lot of motivational speaking now. I do a lot of, obviously I'm on TV. These are all things that younger me would never have done. In fact, I did try when I was a kid. And I remember I have home videos of me like, WB frogging it on camera because I was terrified (laughs) to speak in front of people. And my parents were like, come on, Renee, it's your time. And I would be like crying. So I was definitely not always like this. But through writing, I found my voice and I found my confidence. Mm. And then also through my success as an athlete, because I was doing so many interviews, I learned how to be on the other side so that now when I do get an opportunity to talk to anybody, whether it's on the show or post game whatever it is. I know what it's like to be in their shoes, so I know how to kind of bridge the gap and, and build that rapport and make that connection because I've been a player and a coach and a fan and now a reporter, and that actually is what gave me the confidence to fully be an on-air personality.
0: Well, yeah, I've seen some of her <laughs> interviews, folks. She's very, very professional and very articulate. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so I give her much props. Like you said, like she's. We have Ramona Shelburne out here in California and uh, she's like that. Like I love Shelburne. Ramona. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. She's Ramona Shelburne. So props. <laughs> so in the, in the last question I have for you is this, at some point in our career or life, we all go through like low points, you know, being an athlete, being a regular person. I want to know for you, how did you get out of your low point? Was it you? Was it guy? Was it your family? Was all of the above? How did you get out of your low point?
1: Low point isn't singular because I don't know. My experience has never been a singular low point. I think I have a low point pretty regularly at this point. Well, um, your lowest? Like... <laughs> How about your
0: lowest with an EST at the oh, end? Oh man,
1: I don't even know what would be considered the lowest. Um, no, honestly, there were a few factors. One is definitely my family has been helpful. They've been my foundation. They're actually the ones that helped encourage me. And then I I joke and say, but they are my team. Like when I'm on air, when I'm preparing for a show, I'm like, this is my my new assignment. And they're like, hey, check out this article. Check out this story. Or did you see this? And we have sports talk all the time. Like my family doesn't talk about the weather. I don't know what other families talk about, to be honest. My family talks about sports. So I've been practicing what I do every day as a profession is literally what I do every day at home. So they've helped give me the courage, especially as a woman in sports, to have a voice and be comfortable speaking up. Because I'm like, I do it with my my, my family, my uncles, my aunts, whoever wants to listen. We're, we're, we're going at it. We're debating. We're having sports talk. God has definitely been a big part, too. Um, I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And then actually I found my, and strengthened my faith as I was going through those low points because it helped me realize so much. But just the fact that, like, everything that we're doing in this world is is not an accident. And it's all good or bad, which is the hard part to understand working out in a positive way for us. And it was through my successes, for example, becoming an All-American was probably one of the first, or one of the major, I would say, turning points for me that helped get me through those low points that I had in the, as an adult. Because Growing up, I was a kid that people were saying I was too skinny. My dad coached me. He never played soccer. You're only good because your dad coaches you. That's the only reason you're out there. You know, there the whole, all these different politics and things I dealt with um, and being told I was never going to be good enough to then be a three-time All-American and a, a national player of the week and a top 50 women across the NCAA for all sports my senior year. Like these accolades that I was winning, I wasn't supposed to do that. So You know, through those successes also taught me about being triumphant and persistent and how God is really moving you and now helping you learn about yourself, building your character, testing you in a way of of how much do you really want this? How badly do you really want to accomplish that goal? And so my faith and my family have definitely been at the rock of everything I do. Um, But then also I have my own ways. I always tell people, like, you got to find what works for you. For me. It's like every once in a while, I might need to just blast some gospel music and I might cry and sing and dance. I don't know what emotion is going to come out, but I might need to just do that just to be in the moment and just to like let, you know, my emotion be raw and be present and, and have a moment to feel whatever it is that I'm feeling. I journal a lot still. Um, there's that writing part. I journal a lot and just write things out because the Virgo in me, my mind is like doing a million things at once. I've got ideas. I've got suggestions. I've got, oh, I want to try this or do this. So I write things out to help keep myself focused, um, just to quiet out the noise and even little things like going for a walk or being in nature where I can be present and disconnect Mm. from my phone and definitely away from social media. um, Those are all ways that I've learned every once in a while I have to tap into doing. So find what works for you, whether it's working out, whether it's meditating, it could be um, going fishing, whatever that looks like. You have to find kind of what keeps you keeps you going. So that when you do have those low moments it's like ah, been there done that you know like like we used to say as athletes same same, ga- same game different name like this I've already faced this type of competitor I already know what that's like and I know how to beat that opponent because I've already done this before and I'm gonna do the same thing here so it's also just having that athlete's mindset that whatever whatever's thrown your way not a problem double team triple team down by five whatever it is down by one with 10 minutes left not a problem I got this um Oh, but it's gotcha. a lot of things. It's a lot of things. <laughs> that
0: <makes sense. laughs> now that makes sense. So, what's next for renee washington? what's what's next in your incoming in future?
1: I am always moving. I'm always <laughs> trying to figure out what's next. If you can't tell from this conversation so far, I will reiterate it again. I'm never complacent. I just think life is too short to ever just do the bare minimum and and just get by. and i want to I want to tap into everything I possibly can in in my lifetime. So I do have some cool opportunities. Um, I've been fortunate to work with so many different networks and covering professional and college sports. And so just continuing to expand on that, more TV time, more networks. Um, as people follow me on my social media, they will get this. They I will not give all the de- you know, details now. You have to follow me or just keep in touch to see what that is. But there's more to come as I continue to grow and want to be um, a more national, even international personality. We'll see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, she's doing a lot of big things, folks. And uh, she graced uh, an athlete's journey with her presence. So I appreciate her very much. Um, Please let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and all your sites where you want it to be known.
1: Well, thank you again for having me on. It's been a pleasure even just taking that trip down memory lane and talking through some of the key components components of my journey. But I'm everywhere at Renee P. Washington, um, except for, why well, I guess it's still called Twitter or the X. Um, I'm now <laughs> Renee- I'm Renee P. Wash there because my full name does not fit. Um, but ReneePWashington.com is my website. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, TikTok, any anything social media. That's the main ones, at least, not those new ones like Threads or whatever. Um, but I always am very open to meeting and chatting with different people. I love connecting with people through social media, and hopefully, my story will connect with people too in some positive ways. That will help them oh, out. I, so thank oh, you again
0: I, I, oh no no problem <laughs> I, I guarantee your story will connect with not only women but men too i think that both both athletes uh both you know like can understand your story and uh like i said i appreciate you so much for coming on the show um yeah and like i said maybe you could come on again as a guest host we could talk about sports you say you no know, sports i will test you just to see
1: oh brother that's everybody that's always wants to test, always wants to test us women in sports, see how well we know sports. Well, because y'all always be like testing you.
0: Oh, because I I But
1: the man, we don't do that. We just, uh, we just hey, assume you
0: know. Hey, just assume, <laughs> well, no, no, look, I can tell you this. I've been tested and nah, uh fine. I can I'm tell always you.
1: up for the test.
0: Yeah. No, you know, so I I, mm-hmm. I would love to test you just to see, you know, what you know about basketball, because that's my sport, you know. So I'm I'm that's I'm knowing. Sport. Yeah, so well. You can follow me at Travis W Reed on uh, Instagram. It's R E E D. Travis W, and on Facebook. I also have a TikTok. It's Travis W Reed. I believe on TikTok. I just I just post like you know little videos and this and that on TikTok. Um, also, if you uh, I also have a LinkedIn. If you're in that business world, um, and so like I have that too. Got a book club. If you ever any athletes are ever interested, got my own book club. Travis Reed. book club journey it's a another side thing but yeah like i said i post on my social media and on uh, instagram and facebook and stay tuned like i said uh also if you're still looking for that travis reed athlete's journey merch dm me or message me i will send it out to you personally uh i have to get i have to read my order because uh, all the shirts i had bigger shirts are all gone so i got all i got is like baby kid shirts so uh yeah like i said feel free to dm or message me on that too I want to say thank you, Renee, again, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Thank
1: you. Bye.